With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thunder, end the 76ers. Go to overtime. This was a thrilling game that had so many highlights. The biggest one, the huge block Joel Embiid had of Russell Westbrook, who was going in for a potential game-winning layup at the end of regulation, just swats him through the backboard pretty much. And this game goes triple OT. Oklahoma City comes away with the 119-117 win. Ball batted around, picked up by Covington, and that's it. The Thunder survive here in triple overtime in a thrilling game in Philadelphia. Russell Westbrook now waving at Embiid, who, of course, was doing the wave a little bit earlier. So there it is, Thunder Radio Network on the call. Russell Westbrook, 27, 18 rebounds, and 15 assists tonight in the victory. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid, as you heard, 34, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. The waving goes back to earlier in the game when Joel Embiid 
fouled out Steven Adams. Adams, who has been having a great season so far, the one guy in the Thunder who was besides Westbrook, fouls out of the game, has a bad game, five points, just is and 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 is is used by Joel Embiid. Embiid spent the time waving goodbye to Steven Adams as he got led from the floor. I was, you know, out, out of it's the game. It's a nice gesture, sure. And so after the game was over, Embiid was yelling something at Russell Westbrook, and Westbrook was waving goodbye, very much like, hey, I'll see you. I'll see you after. I'll see you after. It was awesome. The game on the court, the game within the game, and then you had the post-game comments. Here's Westbrook talking about why he was waving at Embiid after the game was over. I was telling him to go home. You know, he was talking mess with Steve-O. Fouled out, waving to the crowd, which is unnecessary, waving to Steve-O by, you know. And now it's time for him to go home. <laughs> so he was telling him to go home. What did Joel Embiid have to say in response to Westbrook, who had a big night with 27 points, 18 rebounds, and 15 assists? Joel, what did you have to say to Westbrook after the game, after he was waving at you? <laughs> told him to go home, man. I mean, this is my home, so I guess it's on him to go home. Uh, you know, uh, they won the game. I give them a lot of credit. They did a lot of things, but uh, I mean, the dual shot like that for 33. I wish I, I would have shot 33 times, and uh, I guess we would have had a better chance of uh, actually winning the game. But, you know, he told me to go home, man. This is my home, man. I ain't going nowhere. Tell me to go home. I wish I shot 33 times during the game if you heard him say that in the middle because Westbrook was 10 for 33 from the floor. So Joel Embiid, I wish I shot 33 times. Embiid actually shot 20 on his way to 34 points. Joel Embiid is a guy that could find his way into having a rivalry with everybody. He could be the Notre Dame of the NBA. How about that? He is that talented as far as having that charismatic it factor about him. Look, I'm never going to fall under the belief that Embiid is going to make it through a whole season because he's not, because he's brittle and he's fragile. And he and how many minutes did he play tonight? He played, played 48. Almost, 48. Yeah, you can't play Joel Embiid 48. I mean, come on. I mean, that, you're just begging for the guy to get hurt. Well, that became the anyway. joke across the internet immediately. Sure. Hey, the Sixers have announced he's unavailable. And unfortunately, <laughs> that happened for a couple of blue check mark guys where sarcasm doesn't quite we haven't gotten that font and you don't you can't click to hear someone say it. it's like ah you're being sarcastic so they start wait what happened to him what's going on it's like no he's he's okay it's okay just relax he's special in a way that he is becoming the next guy that the average fan not not the not the Serious NBA fan, because a serious NBA fan already knows and impre- is impressed by Joel Embiid but the average fan says what did they, oh what did he do tonight? I got to see the Sixers play tonight. What did he do? Like they do to the Warriors or this year now look the Knicks with Porzingis, like they do for Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. What what did LeBron do tonight? Anytime one of those teams individuals plays, the average fan says I got to check in at least see what he did, what he said. And that's what Joel Embiid is becoming. He's becoming the next guy. How did he play? What did he say? Because he finds a way to be entertaining and annoying and relevant. Because he can be fun, he can annoy the crap out of you, but you pay attention to him. And it's okay to be entertaining and annoying because being annoying is okay. Like, look, you're annoyed at him tonight if you're a Thunder fan. But the next time he plays when he plays somebody else, you love him. So it's not like he's annoying all the time. He'll annoy you when he plays your team, 
but he's got that it quality about him, and there's not many guys that you can say, no matter what their team did, how did this guy do, what happened with him tonight? Then he's becoming that guy. Well, but how many big men have we had like this as well? Right? You were waiting on him for a couple of years. You've, you've read all the articles. You'd had all the NBA insiders and everybody waiting for him to make an impact and be a, a game-in, game-out contributor and not on the shelf for long periods of time. Thus far, they've gotten their rewards. You're looking at tw- almost 24 points and 11 boards per game. He's good with the quotes, great on social media. He had fun back at the home run derby showing how many baseballs could fit into his gargantuan hands uh, and having some fun with that. But most of the time we're talking about, and, and you know LeBron James does a lot of things a guy his size should do, but Joel Embiid at seven feet tall, you got to go back to Shaq where you had a big man with a personality like this, right, where you could go and get a good post-game quote where he'd get into a little bit of beef with opponents on innocuous things and just start chirping for seemingly no reason. Yeah, I but, think but that's the where thing we're is, getting But Shaq bit. came in hated. That's the difference is that Embiid comes in and he's fun. Like I said, if you're playing against him that night, you hate him, but other nights you love him. But Shaq came in and he wasn't like because – Early on while he was dominant, he never showed that he cared that much about basketball. So there was a big anti-Shaq sentiment when he was with the Magic because it was all, he goes off and makes movies, he does this, why does he work on his free throw shooting? So he, even though he was fun, and you could see it, he still had much more people dislike him because of that. Well, but I think we're parsing out, like, which audience are we talking about, right? If you're talking about the NBA fan... Shaq was fun. They didn't care. What's he going to say next and what's he going to do? You're talking about the NBA purist. I mean, he he's getting that. How many years has he been retired at this point? He's still getting abused for it. Never giving enough effort. Never learning how to do this, that, or the other. He dominated from pillar to post when he was able to play. And unfortunately, the meat got him. His legs got him. <laughs> and those last couple of years, he became a vagabond going from uniform to uniform. The Jabberwockies, the Suns. Sure. When he was hanging out, he was a member of the Celtics. I mean, there's just <laughs> Kazam. Yeah, yeah, sure. You leave Kazam alone. <laughs> How dare you? Neon Badeau. But just sure. the idea being, that depending on who's making the argument, with Embiid, there's still a lot of that just unknown in terms of his game and and what he's going to be able to do because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So a lot of people, it's a lot of the wishing, wanting, hoping that he turns out to be the next great superstar at the center position. And thus far, it's working out. So I think it's you've you've got that. Whereas Shaq dominated from day one, we've been waiting on Embiid for years. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I can't count that he's going to be around while he's around. It, enjoy him like this because it's not going to last. But like he's like he's like that Notre Dame. He can have a rivalry with so many teams already this year. He's proven different teams he's had rivalry with. Well, sure, but whether just, he's laughing with Levar Ball or hating, that doesn't matter, right? But from a basketball perspective, you know, he's he, people have been waiting so long that they're, they're going to write as many positive columns about him as they can. As soon as he gets hurt again, that thousand words that they already put put down on paper, they're just going to change the date and submit that as copy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Well, bowl season is here. Our first bowl game kicking off tomorrow and then all the way through 
the national championship. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, no one better than the publisher of collegefootballnews.com, our college football insider extraordinaire, Pete Futek, who, much like I was counting down the time to Last Jedi, he is counting down the time to Troy and North Texas tomorrow. Wait, I, I, I'd like to make this very clear and be very much on the record here. The whole Star Wars thing, the second Ewoks were introduced in Jedi, that's the end of it. That's the entire end of the whole thing, everything past that. Total garbage. I think Empire was probably the defining movie of my generation, and then Jedi was awesome, and as soon as the Ewoks came in, I was like, alright, that's it. I'm done. I'm wow. Yeah, wow. So what much hater. for getting him to sing along to Yub Nub with us a little bit later. <laughs> Jeez. We are going to have a big celebration here on a Friday night wow. to celebrate the beginning of bowl season. Wow. Hating on an entire planet and species of Ewoks on Endor, who Absolutely. helped save the rebellion, oh, by the way. Yes, quit marketing. Quit marketing to me, Star Wars. I know what you're doing with your Ewoks. <laughs> I got it. I got it when I was a kid. I didn't want it, and I rejected it all. All right, well, let's get to Have you seen the new movie yet or no? Not yet. Of course not, because oh, they're all wow. awful. Everyone wow. keeps saying these movies are great, and then Jar Jar Binks or something no, no, there's comes no, out. No, there's no Jar Jar. There's Nobody no, called that one great, There's Pete. no Jar Jar. No, no Even the most diehard Star Wars fan never used the word great to describe it. <laughs> I, I, I was the biggest Star Wars geek of, uh, ever when I was a kid, and I just can't do it now. I mean, I, I just, I, I try, I just, it's like, all right, it's fine, I guess. But just, I don't know, maybe like Raspberry Coconut Zingers, I think I outgrew it, unfortunately. <laughs> and moved on to Bartles and James. Very Apparently, nice. Yes, exactly. Wine cooler special, yes. All right, well, let's move on. We have the bowl games kicking off tomorrow. As I said, you know, I've Obviously, Troy, North Texas, that happens to be the first one. What are you looking forward to? the next few days. It's hard. You know, I, I get, I, I am a, a big time proponent of, look, I don't, I, I've been doing CFN for 20 years, and every year it's the same thing. Oh, there's too many bowl games, and oh gosh, I don't, don't think I can care about these games. And I get it, you know, it, to a point, but it's college football. It's stuff to watch. I mean, what else are you going to do? Go see Star Wars? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's something to do to pass the time until you get to the better games, but I, I'll admit, I mean, this is a tough, tough bowl season. There's there just, you know, there just aren't a lot of compelling matchups. So you're hoping for strength in numbers. You're hoping for all right. You, you, my my attitude with this is that watch, pay attention to these games, and if they're good, all right, stick with it and just you know maybe you'll see something great. And if they stink, just get out. Just get just stop. <laughs> just just go away. Just go do something else. Talk to your family or something. It's okay because every once in a while you're going to get a clunker, and especially now. And and I, I think what's going to be harder and harder for you know the bull, the people who want to defend the bowl world is that they're just becoming more and more irrelevant with all the coaching changes and I think very soon players are going to start really getting it that there's just no point for a Josh Rosen to play or a Josh Allen to play in this and, and you're really risking a lot and I think more and more players are going to realize yeah what am I doing and they're going to sit out these things. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen a bigger group of players start banding together to where it becomes a more concerted effort. Especially- well, I think it's coming. I think there's a, it's been trickling in, and I think you're going to see just a mass wave probably next week or so. When them saying that, you know what, eh, I just don't want to play in this thing. I don't want to risk my millions of dollars in the future. How much of that flows out of though the number of columns written lamenting the state of players? And and their contributions when coaches are are bailing and, of and changing and everything. How much of that is is 
do you think will trickle down to the players to where it's not noise and and really part of a strategy? Oh, I, I think it, yeah, I think these guys are they get see the part of the problem. I get it from all sides. I mean, first of all, you know the coaches are all leaving. You know, like oh, you know Scott Frost is doing the nice thing. You know, I'm going to coach UCF. You're the Nebraska head coach, dude. Go go recruit for Nebraska. You know, go. You know, and so the, the one side is like if you're not their coach anymore, what are you doing? And the flip side, then you can say, hey, wait, you're just abandoning these kids and these this team that you just you put together and you fought for and you you know you went through all the you know the football wars with them uh it's it's a hard thing for the coaches and it's a harder thing for the players because you're again we kind of forget we're talking about kids here they don't have agents at least most of them don't uh and they you don't exactly get the best advice they don't exactly know what to do and it's like wait a minute who's going to tell them hey you know what you just spent you know your last few years you know eating pizza and living with these guys and you know hitting the weights and going to parties and doing all college stuff and oh by the way now that you get to go on a free vacation and go have fun at you know the book or a tone bowl or whatever it is hey you know what you just you know, you're done. Just don't go play anymore. It's kind of a hard thing for these guys to do, even when, you know, the rational thing is, hey, dude, if you go and play and you get hurt, you might lose millions and millions and millions of dollars in your NFL dream. So it's, it's really kind of a hard thing for these guys to really sort of wrap their heads around. Are we ever going to see a player skip a playoff game? I think no. Yes, I think maybe at some point we will, but no, only because at that point you're really fighting for something big, you know. I, and I've always said, you know, what's the point of playing in the, the Sun Bowl? You know, like you know, what's the point of you playing in a game, that, an exhibition? Like, what, why should Josh Rosen play in a Cactus Bowl when his coach isn't there? You know, it's a true uh, uh, transition period to Chip Kelly. It just, you know, there's just no point in it. But a playoff game, I get it because you're going for a championship. And that's one of those things where the competitor in these players, I, I don't think, is going to want to leave. I mean, the, the example I always go to is LeBron James. I mean, you're LeBron James. I mean, you're in the team photo of the greatest players of NBA history. And what happens every year around March Madness, there's a tweet or a comment or something where he's like, oh, I wish I could have played in that thing. You know, so as, as much as the, the NFL and the money and all that is the lure for these guys, if they miss out on playing for a national championship, I think that's kind of a, one of those things that those guys just can't get over. So do I get excited about Oregon and Boise State then? Is that where yeah, I'm hanging my know, hat tomorrow? In, to, in a way, yes. I mean, to, to the point before, you know, Royce Freeman's not going to play for Oregon. Right. Uh, but I think for this, this is what you really want to see is how much do the where's the story? Where, where is the, where is there a, an element of caring? How much do the teams want to win? And in this, the storyline's pretty easy. You know, it's the Mountain West champion needs to sort of show up against a mediocre Pac-12 team, because uh, so they're going to obviously try, especially after Boise State got destroyed in la- their bowl game last year. And for Oregon, this is the fun story because Mario Cristobal is now their head coach. So the players all kind of, you know, their butts wrote the you know the check saying, hey, you know, we're gonna, you know, we want uh, this guy to be our head coach, and now they got to go cash it because if they come out and clunk or get blown loan out, it's going to be like, hey, all right, where we hired this guy and the players are supposedly playing hard for him and they stunk it up against a, you know, a group of five team. You know, so there's at least a little bit of an interesting storyline there. Follow him on Twitter, at Pete Futek. That is at Pete Futek, publisher. CollegeFootballNews.com. Check out CollegeFootballNews.com. Everything you need to know about the Bulls, all the big information coming up. Bulls season's here, and as Pete says, if the game is good, stick with it. If it's bad, cut out and go see Star Wars. Absolutely. Go cure cure cancer or something important. Go go do something else with your life. (laughs) Take it easy, Pete. We'll talk to you next week. Later, guys. See you, buddy. 
This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Since December 28th of 2015, we have had three Star Wars movies. One win by the Browns. One well, they win. didn't have real players. Three movies. Yeah. One win, three movies. And if they don't win again, when the new Han Solo movie comes out in May, it's going to be four to one. Oh, they're getting boat raced. And then, it's, then, you're, then you're talking about if they go through next year and don't win, then you're going to have another year with two, and you're going to have the Boba Fett movie, and then you're going to have episode nine, and it's going to be six to one, and they're never going to catch them. They'll never catch Star Wars. And then once that salacious crumb movie comes out, that's it. <laughs> hours of that. You like my I have a salacious crumb like, impression. That's really hitting the bottom of the bottom of the barrel in terms of celebrity. Zoe hates salacious crumb. Hey said, Dad, I hate that salacious crumb. And I just go, ah! hates him, hates him, hates him. She's gonna put a pillow over you. But you know who she does like, end badly. She likes size noodles. Oh. Like Cy Snoodles, not so much Salacious Crumb. Just because his name's Cy Snoodles? Yeah, well, you can't get a name like Cy Snoodles. Yeah, it's a positivity kind of thing. But certainly, they're going to get boat raced. I mean, unless they really turn things around. Now, they have the draft picks in 2018. Doesn't right? matter. Five picks inside. Doesn't matter. Come on, I'm trying. Dude, how many draft picks have they had the last couple of years of Paul DePotessa saying, oh, we're going to make trades and we're going to get draft picks. But, and we're but gonna have all how, draft. If you don't draft anybody who's good, it doesn't matter. No, but look how quickly they abandoned that. We're, Dan and I were talking about this last night. Dan Byer in for you while you were off yesterday. And, and we got into a little bit of Dorsey's comments of, oh, I didn't have real players and whatever else. The tepid endorsement of Hugh Jackson and, and all of that. And it becomes the, all right, you decided you were going to go down this road and you're almost at a, a valid statistical sample size because you're at one in 28. You need 30, you know, as we go back to our uh, statistics books from back in the day. So you're just on the cusp and you say, all right, that's we, we've run this far enough. I really think the analysis came down to holding up pictures of quarterbacks that they didn't select and saying, this is why we stink. To which I would argue the rest of the 52 guys that you're choosing <laughs> – are going to keep any of those quarterbacks from being the guy they could be. So don't look at Carson Wentz and say, wow, we could have had Carson Wentz. Because if the rest of your team stinks, there's only so much he can do as a savior. Yeah, but they're, they're doing, as far as their strategy, we want to build from the offensive line out, like the Cowboys. Yeah, that's awesome. But you got to have a quarterback, man. You can't keep saying, oh, we'll try to get by. Here's RG3. That ruined you. And that was just stupid thinking he's going to show up and be healthy. Of course, that's not going to happen. Hey, but he turned down Doesn't two matter. offers. Doesn't according matter. According to him. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the Browns. Why? Because that's a play. Nope. You're just going to get hurt. That's why. Look, the Browns, it doesn't matter what you have if you can't analyze talent and you can't get a plan in there. Yep. What the Browns need, to be quite honest now, I thought this would be more Star Wars, but it could be more Browns-oriented. That's fine. But what the Browns need is they need what they need to do what the Raiders did three years ago. When the Raiders were going through a new coach every 18 months yep. and a new GM, they need to hire a head coach who at least people can say, okay, we're not backsliding, and he's going to be here a while. When the Raiders hired Jack Del Rio, was Jack Del Rio a guy that won big? No. Did he win decently? Yeah. Did he have long stops previously? Yeah. They need a coach that people can say, okay, no matter what, he's going to be here a while. 
All you need to do is have that and things will build. Because, look, the Raiders, up until this year, they were on the cusp of being the next great team. This is a bad year, and they realize they got to do a couple of different things offensively. And Derek Carr, they have to get him different kinds of help. But they're on the cusp. And last year was awesome, and Carr got hurt. But why did they start? They hired Del Rio. They drafted Derek. Okay, that's going to put things into place. They need to hire a coach that's going to be a solid guy that is going to stop the silliness and the buffoonery and stop the the punchlines that are going to go along with guys like you, Jackson, and then you move on from there. And there's plenty of guys like that who would take that job. You need a guy that's coached in the NFL, has had a modicum of success, and will come in and say, okay, this guy's going to – that. then that's when the Browns truly will start doing being all right and start winning. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. We now know exactly what Lonzo and LeBron James spoke about last night at the close of the Cavaliers' victory over the Lakers. When the game ended, LeBron went up to talk to Lonzo. He covered his mouth with his T-shirt. He said something to him. What do he say? What do he say? What do he say? What do he say? Well, now we know, after today, what was said. A Reddit user, and trust me, when things happen now, when when oceans rise and empires fall Nicely and done. governments are, are taken out of power, it's going to be started by somebody on Reddit who had a theory. Okay? Just so you know, Reddit's going to start the downfall of all of these things. A user on Reddit posted a transcript of the conversation heard through a foreign language feed of the Cavaliers' win. ESPN confirmed the content of the conversation. This is what... LeBron told Lonzo Ball, quote, find your zone and just stay blanking locked in, right? Find your zone, just stay blanking locked in. The media is going to ask you what I told you right now. Tell them nothing. Just be very aggressive every single day. It's white noise to you. That's all it is. All right, let's go. Find your zone and just stay bleeping locked in. The media is going to ask you what I told you right now. Tell them nothing. Tell them nothing, Jedi. We cannot have them know the location of the secret plans. Just be aggressive every single day. It's white noise to you. That's all it is. All right, let's go. Number one, this is LeBron just trolling the media. Because if he wanted to, he didn't have to cover his mouth. He could have just said, hey, find your zone and just bleeping stay locked in. There's nothing wrong with that. What What, what is anybody going to say? fairly a Basic no. and innocuous message. He wanted right? this to he wanted this to become a story mm-hmm. because he's calculating. He didn't need to say anything about the media. He could have just said, "Find your zone and stay bleeping locked in." That's it. That's all he had to say. Okay, that's what he said. But no, he wanted to do this. But for a guy who's pretty smart, he's also pretty dumb because what he is doing now is what is absolutely tearing apart the United States. The distrust in the media. Anytime a story gets out. Whether it's bad publicity for somebody or somebody doesn't like what it is, they just say fake news. No, 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 this isn't real. This isn't real. And President Trump pushes this. We saw, you know, Roy Moore tried to do it. Everybody, it doesn't matter. Politics on down. Whenever a story gets out that people don't like, they say, oh, it's fake news, not believable. And when you see a mistake being made, like CNN happens once in a while, then you go, oh, they're making stuff up. They're making. Nobody is making stuff up. All right, do reporters get stuff wrong now and again? Sure. Is 99.9% of reports accurate and truthful? Yes. But just because people say this is fake news doesn't mean you should believe them. But that's exactly what goes on. And here's LeBron now who wants to make it tell the media nothing. The media are not your enemy. 
And in a walk of life where we're in right now, where anytime there's distrust between the media and the people, that's awful because we need the media to tell us the truth about things. Democracy dies in darkness. It's the Washington Post's new moniker. And we need this because reports that come out that are reported by news organizations, we believe because these are truthful. And when you're told, oh, the media's your enemy, whoa, 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 now suddenly we can't believe anything. And here's LeBron, who is basically pushing that narrative of saying, tell the media not. No, the media's not Lonzo Ball's enemy. Lonzo Ball is enjoying a great reputation because everybody hates his dad. So, you know, good luck. You know, you know, no one's hating on Lonzo. Everybody loves you. Hating your dad, but they love you. So... So here's LeBron pushing this issue and making it even worse than it is right now. Well, it's don't give this up. Let people speculate because the story is going to continue to run. And it's like when LeBron shows up at World Series games or any of those kind of things, like it becomes about him, right? When when he takes that or when he was doing the, uh, what was it, the Windians for the uh, Cleveland Indians run. It became about him and taking away from, from the the efforts of the, the tribe. So when you look at the LeBron James here, it's another example of, all right, I'm going to own this for the next 24 hours. It's going to be all about what I said to you and all, all the speculation of what we're doing. And he knows what Lonzo's going through. He's one of the few guys that can actually relate to the bubble uh, that he's under, not having the LeVar Ball effect. But certainly Lonzo, high expectations put on by Magic Johnson and the media, then jumps on that. And you roll through that as much as Lonzo's, from all reports, you know, well-liked by his teammates, other than Kuzma making fun of the price of big ball and brand merchandise. Baltic, Baltic now. It's Baltic, Baltic? yes, okay. Baltic, yeah. Well, have they applied for the trademarks? Uh, I would have. Registrations, I, me... I guess, under that. Let me see. Hang on. I'm a little frightened. As big to what's coming up? Baltic brand license. Uh, no, I think I can get it. Okay, go get it. Hey, let me see if let me see let me see anybody squatting at it on the internet. Hang on. Bigbalticbrand.com. I like that. But just the idea that Lonzo's going through all this stuff. But oh, for, no like, IP address. There you go. But for LeBron James, it's the opportunity to get some more headlines, get some more of the let's connect the dots to Los Angeles and keep the tongues wagging. Because you know what? It's only mid-December. It's a lot of basketball <laughs> to be played and a lot of time before decisions have to be made. So if he can make the talk about him for a little while longer and give people something to spin over, he does. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Going into this weekend in the NFL, there's many things that we have to get off our chest. As we get ready for the games that, I don't want to say have bothered me, but it's just things that, I, you know, that have, that have just gotten under my skin a little bit you want to yell what really yeah. grinds my gears couple, no, 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 not grind, no no not that but just more like you know, stealing that from peter griffin this no 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 this this needs this needs to be to be talked about there's All a right. couple of things that need to be talked about the first one is this i'm really pissed off the buffalo bills are enjoying this playoff run they don't deserve it they don't deserve this run because they tried to tank the beginning of the season. They tried to tank in the middle of the season. They tried to give the game to the Colts in a five-foot snowbank last yep. week, and still they won, and they're in the thick of the playoff chase. They don't deserve it. You have to love they the don't fact deserve that it. they're 7-6, and six, 
and they have given up 50 more points than they've scored. Under Don't deserve it. Moment. Don't deserve it. The quarterback change from don't Taylor deserve to it. Peterman. Nope, don't deserve it. Somehow they won in the snow with Nathan Peterman last week. They don't deserve it. I, I, I it, Certain teams just deserve success. because No, they don't deserve it. I don't know you're why. Really, I don't know is how. This because you're the Jets? I, and after all that promise and everything when you had the Jets five tried to wins. take and we went five and eight. No, we don't know how to finish games. We can't finish games. The, the season went, went off the rails when they had that three-game stretch where we couldn't close out, starting with the Patriots. And we couldn't close them out. We couldn't close out the Dolphins. That was where the season got away because we should have been 6-2. and two. But instead, no, we were sitting at 4-5. and five and uh, That's what it was. We couldn't close out three games we should have closed out, including the Patriots. You realize the Colts, owing to them, as you mentioned, that game in the snow, Colts have blown five fourth-quarter leads. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Five losses leading in the fourth quarter. And you blew it! it! It helps really put put in perspective the Andrew Luck injury on a team devoid of playmakers on both sides of the ball. And, yet, and Frank Gore plotting his way towards another couple spots on the all-time list. You said Frank Gore. I'm going to go to his old team. I don't buy Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't. I know there's many people that are talking about how exciting he is. I don't buy Jimmy Garoppolo. He has a lot of bad habits. He doesn't step into any of his throws because he doesn't want to get hit. He throws off his back foot way too much, and he's trying to get by just on his arm. And I get that he's had a couple of nice games so far, but I don't see long-term success for him. Watch him play. Just watch him play. He doesn't even pass the eye test. It's all hips and just try to throw it. Doesn't want us, whether it's because he has flashbacks to his to his shoulder injury from a year ago, whatever it is, he just doesn't look like a guy that is in the middle of the pool, stand in for a hit, will try to make those plays. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm just going to sling it, and I'm going to sling it. And I, I don't get it. I, I watch him. I don't, I don't think Jay Cutler tapes for inspiration are good before a game, but maybe that's what he does. I don't get. We well, saw what Jay Cutler did to the Patriots the other night, just carving them up, winging it downfield. But for Garoppolo, I think this goes back to our Joel Embiid conversation a little bit earlier. People have been waiting for him to see the field for so long that now it's there. Any type of success is going to be taken to the extreme. The fact that they won a couple of games when, like your Jets, were expected to win maybe one or two games. <laughs> And, and rot at the bottom of the standings and battling for number one. And I think it helps because there's a conversation that has to be had about franchise tags, long-term contracts, and what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo. So it helps to push that with each win. But I'm with you. The fundamentals to this point still leave you a bit uneasy if you're about to fork over massive contract dollars to him while still building the rest of that offense. Most disappointing quarterback out of this trio. Derek okay. Carr, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Most disappointing. I'm going to say it's Mariota. Derek Carr is inconsistent. He's not That's awful. Rough. He's just not at the level he was a year ago, and he doesn't have the weapons he needs. He also gets screwed by his receivers. True. On average, three to five passes. times a game. Jameis Winston is all talk. He's all talk. He's not as talented as you think. He's he's a guy that likes to project an image but he is all talk. He's all image and rah-rah, and uh, I'm an important part of this team because I get fired up on the sidelines. But Mariota stuns me. He's got everything, and still, he's having a horrendous season, and still, the Titans are in the number one wild card spot. The balance that had been established, or at least on paper, by 
Tennessee, it, you just haven't seen it consistently, right? Davis was hurt. Decker's been a no-show most of the season. Matthews has had a couple of big games. And the run game, you know, that, that gets kind of uh, – confuses folks because of a couple of big runs make the average look a lot better. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 